Yo, what's going on everybody? It is 3 p.m. here in New Vienna, Iowa, Sunday, August 2nd, 2020. What's going on everybody? Hopefully you guys are doing well. It looks like uh, a cowbell is in order. Martha says, Kofuzi, cowbell for Bert Guest, please. Awesome, 30K he just did. That's pretty awesome. Here we go. I got a new cowbell sound. You guys gotta let me know what you think about this one. Yeah, it's a lot longer. <laughs> it just keeps kind of keeps going. So hopefully that one works. I kind of like that one. It's still a little bit long and it's kind of awkward as well because it like towards the end, it sounds like it's going to peter out. And then all of a sudden there's like another two more seconds of it. But congratulations, Bert. I heard you guys, did, I heard you did great. So uh, that cowbell is for you. Uh, let's see who else is here. Mark Rainey's here. No long run today. He's recharging. Um, it looks like uh, Leona Wong is also recharging, but she says she has a metatarsal injury from speed workout. From speed work. So hopefully you recover from that as well. CJ Cruz thinks he has a stress fracture on a metatarsal. What's going on, guys? We got to get it together. But hopefully we're all recovering well. Um, and his Dunbar is here. Innes did run today, had a 14-mile trail run with Pip, his dog. Uh, I hope everyone is having a good Sunday. Very cool. I um, I had a good run this morning. My daughter and I, I took her out for with me for my run. We've run together before, but I've never like let her go on like my regular run. And today was a day where I thought, you know what, uh, I feel good. But if I took like a rest day, that might not be a bad thing, just to be like you know an abundance of caution. So I thought, you know what, in that situation, let's get her out there on the trail. We rode as a family, we were out there. Although she rode, I walked, ran, my wife pushed the stroller for the baby to be in. So we all went like on a family walk slash ride uh, on the Heritage Trail and my daughter really liked it. And I thought, you know what, let's come out tomorrow. We'll get up early for her, um, not early for me, but early for her. And we'll try and do five miles today. And she was a champ, she did it. So um, she's on this little tiny, like specialized bike. Um, and uh, it's a little bit small for her, but she's out there like, you know, chugging along anyway, like on her uh, on, pedaling as hard as she, not as hard as she can, but she was tired. She wanted to stop. We stopped four, maybe five times, a couple times for masks to put masks on. Uh, Cause we saw other people coming and other times just to take some water breaks, but she did five miles, which I feel like is pretty good for the bike she was on and for not having really ridden that much before she's the longest we've done kind of like walking slash riding has been about three miles. So, and she did three miles yesterday as well. So feeling good about that. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I think she really enjoyed it. She got a kick out of it. She was like, this is kind of nice, dad. You kind of get to go outside and be in nature and like, you know, just have some fun. I was like, yeah, exactly. So she was, uh, she was enjoying it. Awesome. Um, yeah. Liana says, proud of your daughter. Your girls are so durable. Thanks. Yeah. They're, um, we're, I mean, we're, my wife and I have been talking about getting a bike for a while now. And then I had a couple of ones picked out on Amazon. I was like, Hey, you should take a look at these. Let's see if we can buy these. And she's like, yeah, you know, these are out of stock. So like overnight they were out of stock. So you know, um, that's a bummer. I'm thinking that there's a co-op in Dubuque, which is, you know, like 20 something miles from here. And they will, you know, I think it's one of those charitable type of organizations where they'll take old bikes 
hopefully teach someone a skill in terms of how to refurbish and like tune up a bike and then they'll resell them. And so um, we might just end up buying a couple of old bikes off of that just so we could get bikes quickly. And then we're also thinking about getting a trailer to put the baby in because she doesn't really like pedaling herself right now. And I worry that she wouldn't have enough attention span to like hold on if I got like a the tandem bike attachment or a bike seat for her. So that she could just sit in the stroller or the, the carriage thing. That's what we're thinking. Um, yeah. Daniel Hernandez asks, hi Kafuzi, how often do you use a water backpack and how often do you clean it? I use one every day, rinse after my runs, and I clean it about twice uh, a week. I use uh, the water backpack, it'll depend on like the kind of week that I'm having because I usually don't need it if I'm going like an hour and a half or less. So um, usually it's maybe like once, maybe twice per week. And uh, I will run it through the, the pack itself. I'll run it through the wash if it's been a pretty sweaty run. And usually if I'm bringing that pack, it is. And then uh, in terms of, I usually try to rinse it out right away. And then I won't like really wash it, like run soap through it until I absolutely feel like I need to. And so it's probably less frequently than you are, although you're using it every day. So, um, you know, maybe once every three weeks or so, I'm actually running soap through it. I just feel like it's one of those things where if I just give put soap in it, uh, put just regular water in it, give it a good jostle and just flush it a whole bunch of times, that's going to be uh, a good enough cleaning just to keep a lot of like mold from growing in it. Um, then if I try to like scrub it and get brushes in there and introduce scratches and other like little seeding nodes where uh, bacteria could form. So like I just really reluctant to do any real brushing of it. But I'll, when I do wash it, I usually just put soapy water in it and then do the same thing where I'm just jostling it and kind of like manipulating it. So like everything gets touched by soapy water and then I run water, soapy water through the hose a bunch of times. So that's how I clean mine. I'm not sure if that's enough, but that's what I've been doing. Um, all right. CJ Cruz has a question too. What shoes actually have P-backs? Can't find much info on what flight foam, DNA, uh, power run are made of. Um, yeah. So I think power run is a mixture of EVA and TPU. I think power run plus is all TPU kind of like boost is DNA loft. I'm not sure. I think this is just an EVA, uh, mixture as is flight foam. P-backs shoes are, uh, there's not a lot. I, I don't know if it's um, the way the company that makes P-backs is licensing the product um, or the way that Nike has licensed the product to make it so that P-backs can't be used by, you know, for, for their competitors or what. But like um, Zumax foam is P-backs. There's other shoes that have P-backs in it, but P-backs in a way can be used kind of like TPU, where you can use it for the midsole foam, you can use it as part of your overlays, you can use it in lots of different ways. It can be like thin and flexible, like plastic, or it can be spongy, like a midsole foam, or it can be more rigid, kind of like a wave plate. Um, not that the Mizuno wave plate is P-backs. I don't think it is anyway. I think it's TPU. Um, there was the, the company P-Backs, they have an Instagram account and they were talking to me for a little while. There's a handful of shoes. They were like, we'd love for you to take a look at some of these P-Backs shoes. 
I'll have to go look at that, CJ, and see if I can get you that information. Because they were like, here's six shoes that are out on the market right now. We'd like to send you one of them. And, um, and they're like, and there's a seventh. It's the um, Vaporfly. And they're like, but we'll send you any one of these other six. And so I remember like having run in some of the other ones and then not being interested in the others because it was like the P-Bax is in an overlay. And I was like, why, why would you do that? Just to say you have P-Bax in the shoe, I guess. I'm not sure. So it's, it's a good question, though. Um, but let me, let me see what other shoes I can kind of get. Uh, I'll have to go look for that Instagram uh, message. If I can still find it, we'll see. Instagram messages have a weird way of disappearing after a certain amount of time. And it was a while since they've talked to me. Um, all right. Let's see. Rainrunner says, hi, all. I purchased two pairs of shoes this weekend at a discount. Razor 3 and Bondi 6, both in Kafu's fave color, black. Nice. Very nice. Rainrunner, did you get the Bondi 6, the all black one? Or did you get the black and white one? That all black one is like the only time I've looked at a shoe and said, ooh, that's a lot of black on that shoe. Because there's just so much shoe there. <laughs> uh, Plant Power Dan says, talking about washing the gear, says, I like to wash all my gear in the sink after every run. He's lucky to live in Arizona where it dries out easy. Yeah, that's another thing that I worry about in terms of trying to get things like soapy and, and just introducing more or like doing more damage than good. Because I feel like a good like flushing with water is, is plenty for a lot of this kind of stuff. Uh, is like I'm worried about mold from like introducing more liquid into it later. So that's another thing that I always worry about. Um, one of the things that I do is I usually put something inside the water bladder to create like a tent. So that way more of it, so that way the plastic is not like sitting on itself as it dries. That's kind of like my, the biggest thing that I'm always worried about. KGKD says, you can use the sterilizing stuff you use for baby bottles. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, Mr. Random says, hello, family. I hope everybody's well and had a great run or rest day. Oh, that's awesome. Lanny A says, hello. And uh, Jody Run says, good day. All right. Um, Bert Legas says, Kofuzi, I have the all-black Hoka Gaviota. Also a maximum cushioning shoe, but with stability. J-frame. It looks very black, he says with a wink. That's funny. Uh, not really. Hank Aaron says, mold is your friend. I guess if we're talking about cheese... Uh, yes, or penicillin, yes. Um, Terrence, who he says, P-back shoes, endorphin speed, endorphin pro, float ride run, float ride run fast, float ride run fast pro, vaporfly slash alpha fly. That is a very good list. Yeah, CJ, I think that's it. I don't remember. There was other shoes that were on that list, a couple of trail shoes too. So I'll still get you my list, but that's a great place to start. Um, yeah. Leona Wong says, after about 15 miles, that's when she'll bring her vest with her. Yeah. Um, today I ran in the uh, Ultimate Direction Marathon vest. It is um, pretty lightweight, and it has two little, they look almost like the, like the hip flask type style of bottle, and they sit in the front. And that actually fit me really well today. And each of those bottles is 10 ounces each. So I had 20 ounces of fluid with me, which I feel like is good because most of my flip belt only carries about 12. And then after the flip belt, I have the um, hydration pack, which is a two liter pack. So like and normally I only fill it with about a liter, which is about 32 ounces. So then I've got like 12, 30, 
and then like having 20 is right, really nice to have it right in the middle. So I felt like that was a good amount. I didn't need it for a five mile run today, but then I figured it had two bottles. It was a good time to test out the pack in case it was really uncomfortable on a shorter run. But then I had one bottle that I could give to my daughter and the other bottle that I could use for myself. And like um, at, fir at the first water station, I didn't drink any. And because um, I didn't feel like I needed to, we'd only run like two and a half miles when she wanted a water break. But then she only like took like a sip of hers and gave it back. And I was like, no, 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 no. If you need water, you drink the water. She's like, no, I'm good. So then we stopped again at like the turning point. Uh, no, so it would have been like, yeah, at like two miles or a mile and a half, we stopped. And then at two and a half miles, we turned around. And then at the two and a half point, I drank like a bunch of it. Like, I, like amount, an amount I normally would just to kind of model for her. Like, it's okay to drink water. Here's how you do it, you know, kind of thing. But it was nice to be able to like each have one. So that was nice to, to bring along. And then I'm hoping that eventually I can train her so that she can bring my water bottles with me. And I won't have to bring a vest because then she could just get in a bike ride for the day. I can have someone pace me. It's all part of the plan. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not really, Hank Aaron says, when you start broadcasting in 4K? For the live stream, I don't ever plan on going to 4K just because of internet streaming bandwidth potential issues so that's like the main reason the other like the other thing being like i don't i mean i could set this camera to 4k but the hdmi to usb adapter that i plug into this computer only maxes out at 1080 60 i think and so it down samples it even if i set the camera to 4k so i would need like different equipment lots of different equipment to be able to stream in 4k and i'd have a bandwidth problem which i've been having some issues with so I don't think I'll do that for a while. We'll see. Um, Tony Massey says, a little late. Was watching the astronauts exit the return capsule. Happy Sunday. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I heard that they were coming back today. I, yeah, it must have been today. Um, and that, like, the, I guess it's now a tropical storm or the hurricane was going to be putting a, a wrench in the plans. Jody Run says, for the bladder, I've used the baby body sterilizer to clean, but generally keep it in the freezer. Oh, that's an interesting idea. I guess mold won't grow in the freezer. Hmm. All right. Uh... Oh, Plant Power Dan says, Solomon makes bladders that are designed to be turned inside out for drying. That's nice. That's nice. Uh, Dad isn't mad said, what is your ethnicity? I'm Korean. Uh, Mark Rainey says, donut mile? I did five miles the other day followed by three donuts. Perhaps one donut per mile could be doable. Weird four milers. I think, well, I mean, we're going to, I'm going to start. I mean, this, I think I'm going to take one more full week of like recovery, just kind of like these easy five milers I've been doing. And then uh, I'll start on a plan. Um, and then I think before that, I'll probably do another math test just to update that. I'm going to see if I can get on a track around here. Um, I got to scope it out, the situation. Uh, how, like, accepted is it if just, like, randos show up to, like, the high school track and start running on it? So I'm going to figure that out. And then, oh, that keeps, uh, it reminds me, I want to buy a measuring wheel because I'm going to measure out quarter mile increments. Because I'm not going if to, if we're doing a weird mile where I could potentially be spilling food items or, and or vomiting, I don't want to do it on a high school track. So I'll just find a street. I'll probably do it at the same place I did the 10K time trial. 
And so uh, I'm going to start doing some more. I'm going to get that weird mile series started. So I think next week will probably be the first weird mile. I'm not sure when I could. I, I mean, like, how do you fit in a novelty mile habit, um, like time trial slash eating competition, into like a training program? I'm not sure where that fits in. Does that come in on an easy day? Or does that replace like some of your reps on a hard day? I'm not sure. There's no guidance on that, I don't think. <laughs> oh. um, that's funny. Went out yesterday, says Chris Yao. Went out yesterday, a new pair of 1080 V10s. Uh, they're awesome. We'll definitely get another pair when they go on sale. Very cool. That's awesome. Um, Rodolfo Montalvo says, I don't buy shoes with colored soles. Adding color to a formula makes the end product harder. I'm, I'm not heard that before, but I've always wondered like what it does, the composition of it. But I wonder though, if things like the Hyperion Tempo with that blue midsole foam, like does the blue do anything or is the blue the natural color? No, cause I think I've seen it in yellow before too. So like, uh, at least with the Hyperion Elite twos, when I saw those uh, at the trials marathon. So I'm not sure how much, like if it's a nitrogen infused process color would affect it. And then a lot of shoes, at least the ones that are like boost-like, the the boost is painted. So it's like the endorphin speed. Um, my paint is chipping off. Plant Power Dan answer good questions to Jody Runs though. If you're putting your hydration bladders in the freezer, does that have any cause any damage to the seals like the freezing and the uh the de the defrosting process that's dan plant powered dan's worry that's a good point um ge brown says i was the only runner in my age group for a 10k race this morning therefore i achieved my first age group win oh yeah that's time for the cowbell <laughs> congratulations to ge brown for winning his 10k age group today Great job. Great job. <laughs> Bert Legas says, who has a Nathan hydration vest with the horrible slider on the top bladder to close it? I never get it completely closed or open again. Horrible. I prefer the camel bag. Huh. That's interesting, Bert, because I was looking at those thinking that that makes it seem like it would be a lot easier to fill quickly if you need to do that for a race, but also easier to clean because then you can kind of do the flip it inside out kind of thing. So I've been, I actually had been looking at some of those and seeing if they would fit in any of my packs. Interesting. Uh, Lewis M says, have you ever had the Morningstar breakfast patties? Where'd it go? Um, there's a maple flavored one my girlfriend is making and they are so good. I think we might have some in the freezer right now. Cause there's a, like my, my daughters go through phases where they love breakfast meats, bacon, turkey bacon for some reason they love it um sausages either links or patties and so i thought well you know maybe like we can i could have some of like the morning star ones so that when, when they have them we're all kind of eating the same breakfast kind of thing um they are pretty good i like them uh, but i never like think to eat them so they usually when we buy them they don't go i don't go through them very quickly um not really Hank Aaron says, ever eat cheese on the run? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, Plant Power Dan says, I'm raising a crew uh, in terms of getting my daughter to figure out how to, to 
hand me water bottles on a run. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think she likes it. Um, you know, I, I don't think that I would really push her into it, but, like, it might be one of those things where every once in a while I might be like, hey, I know you don't feel like it, but can you, like, wake up early and ride your bike for two hours with me today? Um, I think that might be something I could convince her to do. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, KGKD says, anyone got any sock recommendations? I'm always disappointed when I buy off slash own brand socks. So far, Nike and Asics work well for me. And last, all seem to be out of stock in the UK. Hmm. I, I, uh, I have been really enjoying my Roadrunner socks. You get them in three packs, which is like the number in a pack that I enjoy to buy for socks. And, uh, they're thin. They're not the super fancy socks, but they're low cut. They come up high enough to prevent any chafing for the most part. Uh, I think the Sense Ride 3 was the only shoe that I had a problem with. Uh, but other than that, I've been fine with it in all other shoes. And uh, they work for me. I'm actually wearing a pair of them right now. Um, I don't know if they ship those to the UK, though. Um, I also like... Um, but I've also been really enjoying a pair of Stance socks that I purchased. I pick them up on Amazon, I think. And Darn Tough is a brand out of the U.S. that I also really enjoy their socks as well. I prefer the Darn Tough socks more for winter, though. They're really thick, and they make really tall ones as well uh, that help keep you stay warm. So th that's when I really reach for the Darn Tough brand socks. Those are ones that I really like. Jeff Elliott says, we like the Morningstar sausage, quote-unquote, because it's not really sausage. Both the maple and the hot. I don't think I've had the hot before. Interesting. Terrence Huey loves Stance as well. Very cool. Um, Rain Runner likes Stance, but also Swiftwick. I don't think I've tried Swiftwick before. Hmm. All right. Uh, Plant Power Dan loves Belega Ultralight Contoured Fit Socks. I've not tried any Belega socks yet. I'm surprised I haven't, but I just never have gotten around to it. Uh... Neil Camp says, I saw the video about pace, heart rate, and power, and you said that you use a stride on all your runs. Do you use the native stride app to log your run, uh, or just use the stride as an external sensor? I have the stride paired to my watch, um, but it also, the stride will automatically, I don't know if it does it through, I'm not sure how it does it. Um, I think it must still be paired to my phone, although I swear at some point, when I was having problems with uh, Zwift and my spin bike, and the power meter picking it up, I swear I unpaired it from my phone. But I think that after the activity, not only does the stride like write to your Garmin, like the TCX file or whatever, the, the, the activity file that it creates. So the power numbers get written to Polar and that's how it pushes from Polar to Strava for me. But it also populates itself in the um, stride app. And then I'm not sure how it's doing it. I think maybe the communication must be two-way because when I look at my Stride app as well, it's pulling GPS data, which isn't so much of a surprise, but it also pulls the heart rate data from my um, chest strap. And so it pulls all the same data is exists on Polar and on Stride as well. Um, so it's, it's in both places. I don't use the native Stride app ever. I think I've only used it a handful of times. Uh, yeah. So, let's see. Jody Run says, Kathmandu makes a dual bladder with two hoses, so you can have a water in one half and electrolyte in the other half? What? 
I mean, I feel like that's like the runner's version of the foam dome, like the hard hat with two beers and then the hoses that come down. I don't know if that's like marvelous or ludicrous. I think it's a little of both. It sounds amazing. That would be funny to put electrolytes though on one side and beer in the other. I mean, it'd be real sloshy and warm by the time you got to it, but it's like this side, it, <laughs> this side's for before, during the race, this side's for after. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, uh, Dad is a man. I ordered an Ultra Boost 19 and then I saw your video and that was my first time seeing your video. Cool. And I've been your subscriber ever since. Keep up, brother. Well, thanks so much, Dad. Um, glad to have you with us. Um, Jennifer Herring's here says, watching with my mom. That's cool. I'm watching with my mom, too. I'm, I'm here, and my mom's here, too. So, you know, it's multi-generational here. So I think that's awesome. <laughs> uh, how's it going, Jennifer's mom? How are you? Uh, Matt Legrand says, how is the new camera and the 60-millimeter uh, lens treating you? Uh, we're still looking right now at the old camera because that's pretty much what I'm relegating it to because then this process doesn't require the um, uh, SD card slot. But um, for the talking portions of the videos, the last couple of days I've been using it and I love it. I just think the image is nice because then like I'm backlit, but it's still working out and it's just turning into this nice like blurry effect in the background. And I just feel like like summertime, I know I'm overexposing it a little bit, but it just feels like summertime is coming through on the, on the lens image. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but that's what I feel like is happening. I still need to, I, I keep forgetting that that lens is not a fixed aperture lens and that I could make it a little bit tighter and let less light in because I'm having like some issues with shooting the B-roll where it's like the field of uh, view, like the, the focal plane is just too narrow. And so I'm having a little bit of issues with that, but I think I just need to like figure it out more and work with it a little bit more. Um, and then I'll nail that down. And I think I'll like the images. I like the images now already, but I'll get more. It's just, it's taking me still a little bit longer to shoot the B roll than normal. But I think that once I kind of figure that out, um, it'll be right where I want it. I think, I think I made the right choice. I'm, I'm super happy with it. Terrence, who he says, Kofuzi, you might freak out as a lot of the better running socks are $20 for a pair. Yeah, I know. It, uh, stance socks aren't that cheap either. Um, and normally I don't think that, like, you know, really expensive running socks are worth it. But I feel like, you know, having a pair or two of really nice running socks is a nice treat to have for your feet. I feel like it's, it's kind of nice. Uh, I wouldn't want to like have my entire running wardrobe of like $20 a pair of socks, but having a couple here and there for those days where you really feel like you need it, whether it's an extra thin lightweight sock that like keeps your foot really cool, or if it's a little bit thicker with a little bit of extra padding on the bottom or something that's taller with some compression in it. I feel like it's, it's a nice an, indulgence. Isn't quite uh, it's not so f that frivolous, but it's a nice, like it's a nice thing to have. Um, yep. People says, what's the fastest way to grow on YouTube? The fastest way to grow on YouTube is to find the smallest sustainable niche. That's the fastest way and make a lot of videos that talks to just that niche. And then you, you, then you widen the circle. It's like a Nautilus. You get bigger and bigger from there. But at first you should have like pinpoint accuracy in terms of who you're talking to and what the lens is 
metaphorical lens with which you look at other things. And then that lens lets you attract a wider and wider audience. Um, Kiefer Vacation says, your feeling is right. It lights you and it definitely gives a summer vibe atmosphere. Oh, thanks. thanks. I'm glad I'm not the only one that's seeing it. Cool. Um, Matt Legrand says, yeah, go to upwards to 2.8 and you'll be good to go. It's going to look fantastic. Thanks. Thanks for the tip. Awesome. Um, not really Hank Aaron says, no buyer's remorse is good. Yeah, that's always a success. It's so easy to have buyer's remorse, I think, especially these days because every time you buy something, you end up looking at a video and it was like, here's what you should have bought instead. It's almost as if like every time I buy something, there's always a video that comes out that's exactly like, oh, that thing that you thought you bought very smartly, here's 10 reasons why it's terrible. You know, I feel like that always happens, but I didn't get that sense. I'm feeling really good about it. Uh, Ross W says, I missed yesterday's live stream and listened to the pod. How did no one bring up wearing in Gingies with Birkenstock Tevas? That would be quite the look. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I did order a new pair of um, footwear. I'll just call it footwear so as not to spoil it. Um, and I think I'm going to make uh, a semi-facetious video about it. I'm going to give it like the full like um, shoe treatment, B-roll and everything. I'm going to try to figure out some uh, action shots to put with the new footwear. Maybe like playing in a sprinkler. Uh, walking the dog, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm going to do that. I think it's not going to be here for another week or so. So that's going to be kind of annoying. But I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, it's a brand that my sh my daughters have had that brand for a while. That's all. I'll leave it at that. And uh, one of my good buddies, he lives down in Austin now, um, he's had a pair of their shoes that I've always thought looked really cool. And it was, like, so, like, striking that I felt like if I then bought that shoe, it would have been like, well, then you copied Phil. And I was like, oh, I don't want people to think that I'm copying Phil. But um, but these shoes are definitely not a copy. These are very different than what he got. So I think it'll be fun. We'll see. We'll see how long it, it lasts. It's made of a material that I would think is going to be smelly, but it specifically lists as a feature, no stink. So we'll see. <laughs> um, Rainrunner says, Kofuzi, what were those bright green slash blue socks you were wearing in your my least favorite type of running video? That was a pair of socks that uh, Univet sent me. So Univet sent me two pairs of socks. One was a tall, like knee-high sock. That was a compression sock, which I wore like all day. After I say like a, they're blue socks with a, a yellow stripe along like the arch, wrapping all the way around the foot. Uh, I love the feel of those socks. They're super tight and very compressive. Um, but I wore those all day after the Heritage Trail run, and then they sent another pair of like relatively compressive socks that are crew length. And so that's, that's what those were. They were pretty comfortable. I didn't know that, um, in, uh, that Univet made socks, but they make socks. They have, I don't know if they make them to sell or if that's just merch, but I think it's, I think they make them to sell them. But another video that's coming up is, well, I'll, I'll let that be a surprise too. I think that's going to be not tomorrow's video, but early next week, another surprise product from Univet that they sent me, but it's, it's, Weird. You wouldn't think that a, a like a running supplement or a running nutrition company would make this. So we'll see. Play um, <laughs> Power Dan says, anyone else do a yearly inventory check on new gear and feel slightly ashamed with how much you spend? I do. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely feel that way too. I feel uh, not ashamed is not the right word. Sometimes I feel like um, 
like embarrassment of riches is kind of like a, a phrase that's somewhat similar to the feeling. Um, I, yeah, I spend a lot on it, um, on new gear. But I also, you know, I do have several pieces that have been around with me for longer than I can remember, you know. So I feel like, you know, it's not frivolous. It's certainly getting used and abused and beat up. So I feel like it's it works. And then I always just say, like, well, at least I'm not golfing, you know. So although, you know, once you start adding in, like, travel costs, if you're going to travel to a race and things like that, you know, then it starts to add up. But, you know, it's not like I need to buy, like, a bag of clubs and, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So, uh, Martha asks, what did Ultra change in the Escalante 2.5? You know, I'm not sure. I haven't really been following that, but I'll take a look and uh, I'll see what I can see. If it's out, maybe I need to pick some of those up. I mean, I, I feel like I just ran into 2.0 and um, it seems soon, but I guess if the new one's out, maybe. I do miss them. I think they're still around somewhere, though. I can always go run in them again. Uh, JC says kofuzi you recently said you like to wear costumes for races how about a video with a crazy outfit to give the locals something to talk about well i feel like uh an asian dude running in two inch shorts uh, running with a selfie stick around here in an area where people don't really run is usually enough it's a pretty crazy outfit to begin with so um today uh we uh, i took the the girls and i went down to guttenberg that area where the other house was and um we went for a walk right around the river we had a little picnic and then afterwards my wife and i decided to just kind of drive around because there's an island in the middle of the the mississippi that's out there they call it an island i think it's more of like an isthmus but anyway it's an island with like a man-made like connect i think it's a man-made connection to it and anyway so we're just driving around on it and just looking at some of the houses out there and um it's a very peculiar island because in the middle of the island is a grass runway for little like recreational planes to take off from. Um, so it's very peculiar. Um, anyway, we were riding around there and my girls were so bored. And I was like, guys, you should be more excited. I think we may be the first Asians to ever set foot on this island. We are explorers. So they didn't think that that was very funny. But I thought it was pretty hilarious. <laughs> Uh, but it was weird. It was one of those islands where everyone, we, I mean, there was lots of cars there, but, um, but most of the people that we encountered were in golf carts, like the, that kind of island. So it was just like a very weird place. Uh, Martha says, I'm ashamed when I open up my sock drawer. When I go into a running store, I always feel like at least I should buy a pair of socks. <laughs> oh man, if I bought a pair of socks every time I went into a running store, I would have a lot of socks. <laughs> uh, yeah. But Renner says, yes, I always need to get an accessory. I, that's how I, you know what I do when I feel that? I get gels. That's when I usually just pick up a couple of gels or some noon because I feel like that's something that I can always do. The socks, though, that's a pretty good choice, too, as well. I could see that. I could see that. But, yeah, I usually pick up, like, a handful of different gels, something I haven't tried before, just to have, walk out with something. Um... Fragrance Journey 01 says, any good daily trainers for a beginner to running? Uh, where I usually start people out would be the Pegasus. This year's Pegasus would be the Pegasus 37 or the Beacon from New Balance. This year is the Beacon 2 is the Beacon 3 has been out in the UK for a while now. I think it should be coming out any minute uh, in the US. But that, those were two shoes would be pretty much my first two to start people out with. They're great shoes. They could do a little bit of everything. Um, 
they're kind of like textbook definitions of running shoes. And then if you run in that and you love them, buy them again. If you run in that and you hate them, then you have a lot of information to tell like the next person you talk to about like, I run in this and here are the things I didn't like about it. But for most people, you end up loving those two shoes. That's why they're easy to recommend for me, I think. All right, let's see. Um, someone had, Kevin Johnson says, if Ultra has put a 0.5, it usually means they have updated the upper and the sole is the same. See, I like that kind of model. I like that. It makes a lot of sense. Um, I mean, even like the Pegasus used to be a little bit more understandable. It used to be every other year. It was like one year it would be the upper. The next year it would be the midsole and maybe also the upper. But like it would never be a midsole change every year. But like the last three years, I think, have been changes to both. So it's been a little bit. Granted, I think they just had a lot to iterate in the last couple of years. They had a lot to say, so to speak. But um, for a while with the Pegasus, it was like an every other year thing that it was an important or meaningful update. But Kevin Johnson says with the Ultra and the 0.5, it's probably a more uh, less substantial of an update, which is good to know. Really good to know. Let's see. Uh, Mark Rainey says, what sort of coffee for the weird mile? Four times black coffee, cheap. Four times Starbucks cold mochas would be expensive. I, I think I'm going to go with cold because that's going to be hard to make it hot. And then like, you know, then how do you, you know, not that I think anyone's going to repeat it, but how do you make it repeatable in terms of like, well, you know, it was four cups of hot coffee, but someone else's were room temperature. So it was easy for them to chug it. Although it would be funny to have like a piping hot coffee. Like you'd have to be like, <laughs> like slurping <laughs> to get it down fast. That'd be kind of funny. But I think for the sake of repeatability, uh, not that I think anyone would repeat it uh, or emulate it, but just because, like, if you're going to make a contest, you gotta you got to make it so other people can do it if they want. Um, I might do, like, a purchased product. Um, so, like, the Starbucks or a coffee that comes in a can kind of thing, so you just pop the top and chug it. At least then you have, like, a standard volume. Oh, there's a dude outside right now riding along real slow on a bike. It's super loaded up. Bags on the front, bags on the back, handlebars. I've seen him around. I don't know where he's going. He's an old dude. It's awesome. I want to know where he's going. I want to talk to him. But anyway, sorry. Um, so I'm thinking something like that, something that I could buy. I, I, I don't want to do the glass ones, although those would be easier to drink. Um, but that also is going to be a boatload of sugar. Maybe like, I think maybe like, do they, they make the, do they put the nitro coffees in cans? Because then it would be carbonated or nitrogenated that can make an additional discomfort level. So we'll see. <laughs> Martha says four times single shot cold espresso. That'd be fun. I could see that. Um, Rain Runner says uh, with the pandemic, I no longer care about regular clothes, just running clothes and shoes. I'm with you 100%, 100%. Oops, says Kofuzi, what's your arm routine? I don't really have an arm. I don't have an arm routine. My arm routine used to be I carry my groceries home from the store. I walk them home from the store, every grocery. And I also carry the baby when I drop her off uh, on daycare and pick her up. So that used to be my arm routine. And, like, we lived, like, four blocks away from the grocery store and, you know, carrying groceries for a family of four. Uh, that'd be multiple times per week. And then also, like, the baby is getting bigger. She's almost four now. So uh, that ended up being quite a bit of weight. And sometimes it would be groceries and a baby. So a lot of stuff. So that was, that was my arm routine. Now I just do nothing. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, Jody Runs also talking about some entry-level shoes. 880 version 10 has been my favorite entry-level shoe. That's one that keeps coming up. I keep thinking, ah, that just looks like a knockdown version of a shoe. Like, you know, I'm not sure that's that interesting. But the more people talk about it, the more I'm like, I don't know. That might be one of those sleeper shoes. We'll see. Hmm. Yeah. Steve says, uh, my local running store is so expensive, I can only afford to buy a gel. I saw something that I thought was cheap, but misread the amount of zeros in the price. <laughs> oh, man, that's that's crazy. Uh, all right. Uh, I just saw a whole bunch of things I was going to read, and then the, the thing jumped on me. So sorry if I skipped your um, comment. Uh, let's see, where was I? see not really hank aaron says i should do math on a bike hmm. uh i think that'd be pretty easy to do because then uh i mean i think for bicycles like easy days on bikes the heart rate is really low isn't it that's what i thought uh all right rodolfo montavo says i think we'll maybe make this as the last one and then i gotta get going for today i think today's gonna be pizza for dinner so I'm going to get the pizza dough, a homemade. We'll get some pizza dough going, uh, and then we'll get that set up. Uh, Rodolfo Montavo says, before I started running, I already had a lot of skateboarding shoes and socks. So now my stack of running shoes and socks is going pretty fast. Oh, okay. Cool. Very cool. Can you use the skateboarding socks for running, though? Hmm, that's interesting. All right. Very cool. Very cool. Um, skateboarding is one of those things that, I mean, I grew up when Tony Hawk was just starting to become famous. Um, I remember we lived in an apartment complex and I was friends with the kid of the super, like the guy that like takes, that manages the apartment complex. And that guy's apartment for some reason, everyone else's apartment were weird, like two bedroom, one bath kind of like, you know, boxes. And, um, the supers was a, a two level. It had a ground level and a downstairs level. And that was the first time I ever witnessed a big screen TV. And he had like an entire room, like the basement was dedicated to like the big screen TV. And it was one of those big ones. It was not only was it big, it was, it was deep. It was really deep. It was giant. And um, so the kid, I mean, I don't know what, I don't know how like well a super did, but you know, they seemed to have a lot of things. And, um, that kid had a Tony Hawk skateboard and a Tony Hawk quarter pipe. And I was like, this is amazing. This is so cool. And uh, I always, I, even then, at in the, like the third grade age, I couldn't figure out how to ollie. And uh, I've still never figured out how to ollie. It's one of those things, that's like a bucket list item for me, is to figure out how to ollie. I would love to be able to skate down a street, ollie up a curb, and keep going. Like that is like, but at this point, I mean, like at every stage of my life, I've always been worried about being like getting injured. And so like right now, I wouldn't want to like, I mean, ben, that's what happened to Ben Parks or kind of where he like broke his ankle. But what does that sound? Um, the dog is like scratching over there and it's like creating a thing on thumping noise. Sorry. But um, that is something that I've always wanted to be able to learn. I don't know when that'll be because now I'm like, oh, no, I'm, I'm not so young anymore. If I fall down, I could really hurt myself. 
But that's something I would love to be able to do. I'd also love to be able to ride a one wheel. But again, it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm just going to hurt myself so bad. I don't know if I could try it. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we're going to leave it there for today. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. Tomorrow's video, I'm going to talk about populating pace zones. Um, I think we're going to start with just going by pace first and how you kind of figure that out to follow up on kind of yesterday's video. And uh, then we'll have another live stream Monday mukbang. I think I'm going to try to make some vegetarian loose meat sandwiches um, or vegetarian made rights. So I think we're going to try and go for that. So should be it'll be an interesting experiment if nothing else. So tune in for that. We'll see how that goes. In the meantime, hopefully you guys stay safe out there on your runs and I'll see you in the next one.